Here we go again. Welcome to The Hydrant, everyone. I'm Jim Cooper. This episode sponsored by Voices and Sound Studios. For all your professional recording needs, touch base with Roman Barry at VoicesAndSound.com. Coming directly from the horseshoe crab capital of the world, get a leg up and get ready for The Hydrant. And now, a man who has never visited Mount Rushmore, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Hydrant, and thanks to Allison Steele for that introduction. You can get her at allisonsteele.com. She's a VO coach and actress, and avail yourself of her services because uh, they're wonderful. So, but today... I have Holly Adams with me, and Holly Adams is synonymous with ShearwaterProductions.com, which is where you can can go find her. She does a little bit of everything. She's an actor, voice actor. She's a clown. We're really going to talk about that. <laughs> and has a mystery and adventure agency, you know, to do the mystery dinner theater kind of things, which I think is, is very cool. She is... Uh, She's been doing this for about 10 years. The Shearwater Productions was founded in 2012. She's a part of, and correct me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, uh, Kakaro Physical Theater Company? Kakaro. Kakaro. I knew I was getting get it wrong. That's okay. Kakaro Physical Theater Company, which is a company of classically trained dance and theater performers. And you, I can't do it justice talking about it you've got to go out to the website and and see it because it's absolutely wild holly considers herself a traveling player a performer playwright mask maker teaching artist she has a master's degree in theater education and social change which is not a combination you see in most college catalogs so we'll, we'll talk about that she is the recipient of the Association of Teaching Artists Service to the Field Award, the Tom Niederkorn Award for Extraordinary Contributions to Artistic and Educational Programming at the Hangar Theater, and the New York State Teacher Education Association Rod Marriott Award for Lifetime Achievement in Theater Education. I am thrilled to have her on the show. Welcome. I feel really outed. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. I'm like, he's learned about me. <laughs> no, I didn't learn anything that's that isn't readily available to everyone. Else. I know, but like normally, people don't people don't really care, so they don't even read. And I'm like, I, I could just write that I was a wombat, and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I, I had that. seen that you were a wombat, I would not have been surprised. <laughs> I should totally do that. I'm going to like post a blog or something about that and write, I'm a wombat. But no one should be thinking I am the eggplant, I'm the walrus. It's a different tune in my head when I say I'm a wombat. <laughs> yeah, the Beatles didn't do one about <laughs> I am a wombat. You might have to write your own. <laughs> 
Minneapolis, it's too serious. <laughs> or, or it either needs to be so so serious, or or like really silly, but not the like I am the eggplant. You know, not that eggman, eggplant. What am I saying? Eggman, eggman. <laughs> I am the eggplant. We're gonna have to do a song parody now. <laughs> I actually play the ukulele, so that would be hilarious. We'll just very seriously. And I'll do it in like you know a clown voice or something. We'll get we'll get a your ukulele. Oh we'll get God. a kazoo. We'll get we'll get a, a washboard or something. And we'll do a a uh, I am I am the eggplant. Okay. We well, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all take our pop filters off so we get that super spitty kazoo sound. Right. <laughs> It'll be great. I don't know if you've ever seen the the videos where there's that group of guys that do like heavy metal songs, but they do it all on toy instruments. No. Oh my it's God. I'm hysterical. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's just what I'm I thinking. I write that on my hand. What is that? I'll, I'll send you the link for it. it okay. That's amazing. <laughs> Sometimes you, I'll play things on my uke, like paint it black. Very seriously. They do a lot of rage against the machine and that kind of thing on these toy instruments. It's, it's just wonderful. <laughs> oh my God. I'm in love. That's the best. <laughs> Let's talk about, because this kind of fascinates me, <laughs> clown. <laughs> yes. Why, why have clowns received such a, a bad press lately? I mean, you talk to kids now and all clowns are evil. I mean, yeah. what's that yeah. all about? I, I think, um, personally, I think it's a combination of things. Um, and just to, just so that no one freaks out, I, I wear almost no, no makeup as a clown. I have multiple blue eyebrows and uh big red foam nose. And sometimes I do I've yellow the sort of balloon yeah. shapes. Right. Yeah. Because the, the eyebrows, they end up, they end up accentuating all of that fun stuff. Um, but that's it, right? It's not um, what they call whiteface or anything. So here's my thoughts on that. Um, I think we're living in a time where um, there is both an increase in and an increased awareness of betrayal by people in our society whose job it is to take care of us in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, um, not right now, less so right now, but there was a time, I'm going to say the seventies, I might be wrong about mm -hmm. that, where a lot of stuff came to the forefront about doctors taking advantage of patients, um, particularly women when they were under sedation or whatever. Right. Um, and and that was horrible and horrifying, right? And and is. I'm not trying to say right. it's all in the past. Um, and there has, and I would say there there was a more of a um, common cultural shock and horror maybe a decade ago around priests, right? Um. And, you know, whose job it is to take care of your spirit, right? Right. Um, and within the past five years, there's been a raised awareness 
in, into the mindset of people for whom this is not traditionally, personally a reality of cops and mm. their betrayal of their responsibility and their job to tear, caretake, right? And so we live in this, there's many people who have only lived in a time of betrayal right? on a, on a mass scale. One of the things about clowns is a, a good clown, a skilled clown, you, you can't help yourself, right? You respond. The clown's job really is to take care of your, your heart, to, to kind of tap into that cultural sub, uh, subconscious and, and social stuff and um, bring and to take light you out of the moment. Take you and out take of the you, moment. Take you out of whatever the, that, that thing is that's, that's weighing yeah. on you and, and give you a different perspective. Yes. It's often in circumstances that take you down the steps to let down your guard. Like, for example, if you go to the movies, right, you let down one level when you walk into the mall or whatever. Then you let down another level. You, you rise in anticipation and relaxation when you get your ticket. You know, another level when you get your favorite snack minus popcorn and then you hand your ticket and then you find your seat and then by the time you're sitting down and you're ready to watch the movie you are in a state of receptivity you're vulnerable right, right? because you're you're relatively safe and that's that's what makes movies so effective right. um, the circumstances under which people are clowning um, have risen in in cultural tension but a really good clown can still help create that same sense of safety and relaxation. And that has been their job since before we were sapiens, right? We were telling right. stories back when we were Homo erectus as a species. And humor is is a way for us to reflect on the things we need to be doing differently and the way that, you know, we're oppressing and hurting other people. That's a way that they can hear that and a way that we can address topics that will benefit the community and also ways that just make us laugh at ourselves, but also embrace stuff and help us work through our pain. But also like it's just it's fun and funny. So that's been a part of our physical and community healing since before we were sapiens, it's a thing, right? And and, and you and, have you have taken that and <laughs> and really expanded that to like a, a global scale. I mean, you did yeah. the teaching and traveling in Afghanistan with Patch Adams, and that was yeah. all clown therapy, and then clowning yeah. connections with Alzheimer's patients and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I've done a bunch of projects with uh, people with dementia and stuff. But I think that that's why it's um because it's a more ancient and tapped into kind of real herd kind of herd caretaking right it's harder to resist and in this time of betrayal and when people are also using that i'm going to call it sacred job to hurt people just like cops and priests right. and doctors we it creates a level of fear and because it's harder to resist and harder to know when that bad thing is going to happen there's an increased social anxiety around that and and with justification you know i mean I, I as a when i'm teaching clown i remind people that if you have an agenda you're not clowning 
right? If you, if you're like, I am forcing this thing to happen or I will make people laugh. You are not clowning. You're being a dick. That's what you are. (laughs) So it's not about you. It's not about you. (laughs) So (laughs) So we're not mincing words. We like that here. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's one of those things we like about this program. You're like, you know, (laughs) so, so there's so many other answer, but there's so many other social anxieties to go along with that, with all the, you know, shootings and the, it's all the media talks about is all the negative stuff, you know, and it's just like, it's this constant barrage of wanting to make sure you stay in a, supreme case of paranoia and it's just like stop already and it's also true right Right. i mean it's never like people have been going into schools and shooting people since they were schools but it's on a larger scale now and involves more different kinds of people and more communities and and we have more awareness of that and also not the mass shootings, but the things like if a angry parent is stalking a particular child or the rest of their family, mm-hmm. it's easier for them to find them now. Right. And it's horrifying. So yeah, all the all the places that sometimes we have at some point, we meaning I'm I'm taking an average there. I'm not saying it's ever been easy for people of color. I'm not saying that it's always been shitty, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of the how many different groups of people are affected it, there's there's like no safe spaces what um <laughs> your master's degree this this <laughs> kind of intrigues me theater education <laughs> and social change I, I can't imagine what the syllabus would be for that i mean but but what was that like i mean what 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 made you say yeah that's what i want to do i created that uh, because I believe it to be true. Education in general is a means to either uphold the status quo or create the ability to imagine a different outcome. The practice of theater, and there's like all kinds of neurology studies about this and educational studies about this and industrial com- uh, corporate studies about this, but theater Doing theater in a school or in any other educational setting does a variety of things. Once One, it increases the capacity for empathy. It introduces you to what is an actual deadline. <laughs> you know, that sense of collaboration, real, true, deep collaboration, being able to work as a team without um, having to agree on everything or with and without having to have all of the same background. It also, I work with fourth grade teachers sometimes on different projects where mm-hmm. we target where there's an academic gap and some social stuff and then co-teach using performative modalities for maximum learning style inclusion <laughs> and uh, concept <laughs> mastery. And then uh, I basically create the right environment for the students themselves to devise a uh, an original piece which then they also have to do some typing up and I tidy it but I don't write it you know even if they aren't yet typishly literate they can still it still reinforces all of that literacy but also other all the kinds of narrative thought right 
What is a story? How do you tell a story? What is character? And then we're also unpacking all of that super important stuff, especially now after COVID times when these kids, they they just have had no experience with this. How is so-and-so thinking, feeling? How How do you know that? What might they say? What could come next in this conversation? How do you introduce yourself? How do do you resolve conflict, right? Because theater is about that. Right. And so it's a great way for us, for them to master an academic concept, whether all the characters are parts of an essay, which we've done hilarious, or, you know, math symbols or whatever, or whether they're creatures from a story who are working through a science project or whatever, they have to really understand and unpack that academic concept to create a piece about it or with it or through it, depending on what they choose. And they're, they're really, really doing all of that language stuff on onto the nth degree. No one likes editing, but they'll be like, my character wouldn't see that. And I'm like, change it. Right. You change it. It's yours. And then they're like, I can change it. And I'm like, yes, yes, it belongs to you. <laughs> this is yours. But then they're right. like, oh, I'm going to change it and change it. And they're, they're editing. Everyone hates editing. It's great. And then, um, and then that's all of that important social stuff. So that all fits together for me. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. I love that you're, you're doing that stuff. And with that particular group of people, it is just so important. All right. Let me ask you some of these ridiculous questions. Please. What breed of dog would you be? Labrador Retriever. Or a Golden Retriever. Yeah, I'm just on a work hard, play hard, get the ball, eat the food, make sure everyone is okay. And then if someone's mean to my people, I bite them on the leg. No question. (laughs) I'm not going to ask. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, I love the sound of hot water being poured into a tea receiver, but from really high. It's such a great noise. And I love the sound of wind and leaves. See, the pouring thing, I like that if it's live, but if it's like on a commercial on the radio or TV. Oh, I meant live. I, I, I want to rip the TV out of the wall and throw it out. It just, it dry. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. It's just. I think it's lacking some of the, I think some of the data is lost and that's why it's annoying. Only the annoying data is kept. But if I have to have a noise that isn't real, like it's on television or whatever that I right. still like, I would say crickets because okay. fake crickets are still interesting to hear. Well, what, <laughs> what noise or sound do you hate? Screaming in pain, Mm. like real pain. Mm. And it's not that it makes me shy away. It just creates, it opens up that chasm of horror in my heart and I run towards it. What's your favorite curse word? (laughs) Uh, Gee, I like so many. I work really hard to not have the potty mouth that comes pretty naturally. And sometimes I'm very creative. And my kids used to find me a quarter every time I swore. And I live in a college town. And one time a student in a very expensive large vehicle did a 
illegal left-hand turn right in front of me, and my son, who was nine at the time, I think, was sitting next to me, and I let out this very creative stream that involved uh, small mammals engaged in uh, different acts. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> there was a moment of silence, and then he turns to me and says, that's a dollar seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a brilliant career in front of him. <laughs> oh, that, that's the best answer I've ever heard to that. That's great. <laughs> oh man, what's what's one thing you cannot live without? Tea, <laughs> family family tea <laughs> if you were in ice cream flavor what would you be magically changing <laughs> i don't know if i was an ice cream flavor something with lots and lots of custardy fatness <laughs> I, I don't think i've ever seen i don't think that's like a ben and jerry's flavor of custardy <laughs> fatness so but have you <laughs> had those like like it's like real gelato or like right. to the nth degree it's just like ah. okay it makes you want to die of happy well that's the that's whole the point. flavor that's the yeah. whole point who would play you in a movie about your life bill murray <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, okay um, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I uh, yeah. I I don't have a different answer. I think if I thought about it, I in about two weeks I'll have the really deep answer. That's actually. I don't, I don't care if it's deep or not. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what song should play every time you walk into a room? My baby, don't mess around. Hey, yeah, uh, that's what it's called. Okay. Holly, behave yourself. Uh, no, no, no. And please don't, but I have nothing to follow up with that. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've tried food wise? Probably something un that I didn't know what it was called on one of my many adventures. I, I'm adventurous, and uh, so oftentimes I'll be somewhere, and um, usually when I'm being somewhere, I have learned a little bit of the language ahead of time, often though I can't read it. Um, and so I'll be able to just pick out a few words of the description, but most of the time I, and if I get to one I don't understand, at all i'll be like can i have that <laughs> so i'm sure it was one of those times okay yeah because like i mean i have something on purpose like alligator or snake or whatever right. i'm like all right if animals could talk which one would be the rudest oh the rudest animal roosters yeah. They just shout all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's and they they one. say obscenities, right? Get the fuck up! <laughs> My bowl is empty! <laughs> I've heard a couple pleasant roosters in my life, and in my brain they were saying cockadoodle mambo, which is good. <laughs> cockadoodle mambo! Those were the happy ones, but for the most part, 
<laughs> Imagine those, just like those are the ones we we have to go look and see what's in their feed bowl because we're just not <laughs> really sure yeah. what's going on there. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give you two things. This is an either or kind of thing, and you All tell right. me your preference: summer or winter. Summer. Toilet paper over or under? Uh, whatever the people where I am want it to be, because I don't give a shit. Nice play on words. <sighs> Book or Kindle. Book. Eggs, omelet or scrambled? Ooh, omelet. Passenger or driver? Driver. Oh, I love driving. <laughs> so do I. I love cars. I love, like, yes, I am a woman of a certain age that says she loves cars. I just love cars. They're really cool. Texting or calling? Texting. Reese's Cup or Milky Way? Ugh. Neither. I don't I like sweet. I like fat. So if I could make my own Reese's cup with cashew butter surrounded by, say, an 85% chocolate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I like dark, dark, darkity, dark, dark, dark chocolate, and I'm very fond of cashew nut butter. And hazelnut butter. Oh, my God. <gasps> You're one of those uh, Nutella people. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read other people's minds? Telekinesis. Would you rather have, well, would you rather live in a haunted castle or an abandoned train station? Oh, wow. Does it have to stay abandoned? Can I, like, invite my family and my friends? Because I'm really a collaborative uh, It's, it's abandoned from the original use. Uh, yes, you would bring in whoever you Abandoned train station. Okay. Yeah, we would, like, drive the trains. I'm really, like, someone who, like, I don't even, some people are like, why don't you have a one-woman show? And I'm like, because I don't like working alone. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to wait in line again? I think traffic lights be green because sometimes I, I bring a book to read in line. It's like secret reading time. <laughs> that you stole right, right when you're supposed to be doing something else right it's awesome absolutely <laughs> would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly fly i had a sneaking suspicion about that just <laughs> after looking at your website it's like she's gonna want to fly could, could it be the trapeze thing that gave me away might have been <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear above your head in a bubble for everyone to read or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone to see? Oh, my God. As PJ Oakland <laughs> said, that's straight from the seventh circle of hell. I don't but know. I, <laughs> I, I think do. I think do. Because it's, it's, it's very interesting in my head. I think... I am not surprised for a minute. <laughs> oh my god! So, someone, someone came to you and said, "Hey, this whole clowning thing, this whole the physical theater arts thing. What should I do in order to participate in that? Is there something I can do to say, hey, this is really what I want to do? How do I get involved in this? What would you tell them?" I would tell them that there's um, a lot of local and regional circuses right now, like a lot. And they all are big on outreach and to d go and try out a bunch of classes and they will be embraced 
the circus community is so welcoming and so inclusive, hmm. all body types, all like, I literally mean that. And, and I continue to take classes and things that I know very little about um, in circus. I'm just, it's just great. I love it. And it, it, that's so interesting that you say that because the bizarre image that some people have, you don't think about it being an inclusive and, and caring group. So it's wonderful to hear that. Yeah, because it's, it's important to get that across. It's it's like, for example, um, one wonderful example is Sky Candy in Austin, Texas. Austin. It might not be Austin. It's, it might be San Antonio. Anyway, Sky Candy in Texas, um, they it's larger, but there's a lot of teeny, teeny, tiny ones, too, everywhere, all over the place. There's a circus near you. The one near me is called Circus Culture. I, I'm going to be at my happiest as soon as we start up this semester, because I'll be there four days a week, four evenings wow. a week. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. It that's makes me cool. so happy. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. See, it was painless. <laughs> Relatively. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to learn more about any of this stuff, the clowning, the voice acting, the mystery theater, go to shearwaterproductions.com. And that's something I forgot to ask you. And by the way, it's S-H-E-A-R waterproductions.com. What does that mean? Where did that come from? It's the name of a bird. It's a shearwater. And they are oh. they live life on the wing, basically. There you go. There you go. So just go there and you'll see all sorts of stuff that'll give you all sorts of information. So um, again. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. It was fun. It's fun for me, too. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> sure, sure. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next time on The Hydrant. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on The Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteele.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steele with no E at the end. This episode was mixed and mastered by Roman Barry at Voices and Sound Studios. Visit Voices and Sound at VoicesAndSound.com and ask to see Roman's aquarium. It's pretty cool. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at BigDog at JimCooperVO.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at The Hydrant. <laughs>